Welcome to House of Hope Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message from this past Sunday. For more information about other messages or events at House of Hope, visit www.ihope.today.
later in the same year, the Jewish Catholic Reform or Second Reform introduced Islamic authority and corruption into Baghdad. So the prayers of the weak, like those prophets, have to believe something created and disappear just as the ultimate reality exists. They call this creation
Europa y
and you can't control it, you're mad. You know what I mean? You're going to take the love of God and you're going to translate it in your life. You want to figure out where, where can you be different? You know, we want to figure out if there's like a tiny, tiny thing that they can make the, the pure love of Jesus
from men, but I know you, but I know you, that you do not have the love of God in your heart. I have come in my Father's name, and you have loved me in your own name.
I'll say I'll finish with this. I don't know what to do with my hands now. Where am I? Where was I? What did I say? 35 years. That doesn't help. My memory is really good, but it's really short. So I'm growing. 35 years of, you know, been, so I'm 50 now. I've been a Christian for 40 years. I've grown. I've changed. And, and I've changed because I need a new revelation of who he is. My idea of love has completely shifted in 40 years because I was taught years ago that in order to love people, they have to be like you or you have to be like us. That's changing. One of the, th- one of the things that is, came out in our meeting at the ministerial was us realizing as leaders that it's okay to disagree. We can still love each other and love people even if we disagree with them. Speaking to somebody this week, and, and, and they said, you know, um, I don't understand why people can't love the homosexual community. And I was like, I don't either. Because I want to look at them as people. And what they do is different than who they are. I was like, yeah, I agree. And he says, yeah, the daughters were in that lifestyle. They're not anymore because they, they've come out. And all I did was just love them. And I was like, you have a greater understanding of what love is than mo- what most people do. It's not disagreeing. It's not. It's, it's agreeing to disagree, but still loving and respecting and honoring each other. Right? That's revelation. Because we didn't do that as much. Right? Yeah. So, just a couple things to close. Just to be clear, God's never boxed in by our current understanding of His Word. He can. He He transcends His Word. Like He transcends. The written word. How is it that Muslim people in Africa are coming to Jesus when they've never even read a Bible? Because Jesus is actually showing up in their dreams saying, Hey, you know the guy that you've been wanting to worship? I'm him. It's not Allah. It's not this. I'm Jesus. Seek out this person in this village. And he's going to tell you about me. And they wake up, and they travel 100 miles by foot, and they say, we were brought here by a dream. Can you tell us about this Jesus? And the missionaries are going, this is easy. <laughs> That's what, I mean, God is not limited by our understanding. He, he yeah. Matthew 22, 29, Jesus says this. He goes, you're mistaken, not understanding the scriptures or the power of God. I'm pulling, you know that I'm pulling a verse out of context to what the story was, but it's still true. Because you don't understand, you're limiting the power of God. You're limiting what he's saying. Studying the word and experiencing God's presence should never be separated from one another. So I, I talked about that a bit. Um, John 5, 39 to 40 says, You search the scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life, but in these that testify about me, you are unwilling to come to me. 
so that you would have life. So he's saying you need to have a relationship and you need to have the word. You need to have presence and you need to have the word. We need both in order for us to, to, to be strong. Is it possible for Christians to be deceived? Yeah, it's the thing about deception. It's very deceiving. <laughs> it's, it's just <laughs> sometimes, you know, and that's why we need people in our lives to, to challenge us, to, to say, do you really believe that? You know, I, I, at home, it's funny, I can go on a rant with, with the family, and Dan stops me, and she's like, do you really believe what you just said? Oh, but it sounded really good at the time. I was just, no. <laughs> but we need people in our lives to challenge us. Not when we're flying off the handle and we're angry and we're, that's not the time. The kids know. Time to talk to Dad is not when he's flying off the handle. We're hungry. Usually this two of you go together. Yesterday, I didn't even know I was hangry. I was just, Dan said something. I was like, no, no, no. And he was like, mm, did you? I'm like, what are you doing? Making you some breakfast. <laughs> like, okay, I guess I am. We should always judge an evaluation and an interpretation of Scripture. Acts 17.11 says, Now there were these who were more noble-minded than those in Thessalonica, for they received the word with great eagerness, examining the Scriptures daily to see whether or not these things were so. So it's easy. You, know, you hear me a few times a month speaking a word. Yeah, that's great. You hear Richard every once in a while. You talk to me, all the ones that that share and teach. It's imperative that as you listen, you're you're thinking, is that correct? A few years ago, I was preaching here, and I and I and I said something that was totally wrong. I meant to do it. Like I, I wanted to see if anybody was following, and nobody said anything. And so the next week, I don't know if anybody was here for that. The next week I said, hey, last week when I said this, did you all agree with that? He was like, no. Then why didn't you say something? This was a test in your freedom to correct and to say, I don't know if that's right. And since then, you all did. You all did. <laughs> it's all good. So, Second Peter 2 1 to 3 says, But false prophets also arose among the people, just as there will, just as there will also be false teachers among you, who will secretly introduce the um, sorry, not you. Hmm. Read that again. But false prophets also arose among the people, just as there will be false teachers among you, who will secretly introduce destructive heresies, even denying the master who brought them, bringing swift destruction upon themselves. Many will follow their sensuality because of them the way of truth will be maligned. And in their greed, they will exploit you with false words. Their, jud their judgment from long ago is not idle, and their destruction is not asleep. So Peter was like, he, Peter, think about it. The man who got so much wrong was correctable and then said, there's going to be false prophets. There's going to be false teachers. You need to question them. You're going to be using the word. You need to know what the word says. You need to know the character of who Jesus is. You need to know who the Father is and the Holy Spirit 
and then use his character and his revelation in our lives to match that up. So if somebody comes up to you and says, I'm just going to pull something out of my head, which is pretty dangerous. If somebody came here and said, the world is getting worse, and everybody is getting dark, and the world is going to hell in a handbasket, our response to that would be, no, that's not true. But I have to actually understand there was a time, this happened a few years ago at a conference, speaker said this, he says, do you, do you agree with me? And one person who was not part of our church that was near to the conference, so Amen, brother, nobody else said anything. They just were like, yep, don't agree with that. He's like, what? I traveled around the world. I said that same statement. You guys don't believe that? And it changed his, the way he was thinking, and it changed the way he was preaching, because he realized maybe there's something to this hope. Maybe there's something about the kingdom growing. Maybe there is something to this. And he challenged his thinking. Didn't have to say much. Anyway. So our love for the word, we just love it. We love him. Do we worship this? No. Is this important? Yes. Because in it contains truth. And that's where the realm of word of God comes in and highlights these things. But the logos is Jesus. And that's who we're in love with. Does that make sense? All right. Let's stop. Thanks for listening to our Sermon of the Week. Our desire is that you will be changed by the love of the Father and the power of His presence. For more information about House of Hope, visit us at www.ihope.today.